Hi everyone, good morning. You're welcome to the Refiner's Funnest Podcast once again. Yes, it's a new week. And we're praying the Lord's blessing. We're praying the Lord's favor. We're praying everything. I mean, everything that um, the Lord has a portion for us. We're praying that it's going to manifest in our lives. And the Bible is speaking, I think in Psalm 89, it says, um, The Lord loads us daily, daily, daily with benefit. And it's a new day and we are trusting that the benefits of the Lord will um, encompass the totality of our existence. Yes, and um, the Bible also speaking in, I think, Psalms chapter 16 i think from verse 5 he said the lord is the portion the portion of our cup and he our inheritance our inheritance is assured in him yes so um i want you to understand that for every new day for every new week there is always something new from the lord that has been apportioned to every believer for everyone that believes in him the bible says should not perish but have everlasting life yes so i want you to understand that it's a new week and you should be expectant that you should um expect something good from the lord you should believe in god yes and you should have so much faith in him that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly all you could ever ask or think of him no matter what you're passing through no matter how you're feeling no matter how no matter what is happening to you right now i want you to understand that the lord understands the lord feels what you are feeling for we have a high bridge who is touched by what the feelings of our infirmity he was 100% man he was 100% God while he was on earth and I tell you the truth he understands every bit of things you're going through he understands how you feel he understands man believe me he understands everything and I want you to um, have that faith in him that there's nothing he cannot do the Bible says um, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest it was an assurance of rest just come to him and there's a rest assured for you yes there's rest i just want to encourage you this morning i just want to let you know that there is um, everything planned out i mean everything has been planned out for you I mean, from the Lord. And please do not relent in your pursuit. Do not relent in your services. Do not relent in everything you can do for the Lord. Because I tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. The Lord cares about you. The Lord loves you. The Lord the Lord is thinking about you. I said the thoughts I have for you are of good and not of evil. He said to give you an expected end. Yes, the Lord knows that you, you have expectations. The Lord knows that you 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 have um have plans. I mean the year is coming to an end, and the Lord knows you have plans, and I tell you the truth. God cannot be wrong. God cannot be late, okay? No matter what you're feeling, no matter how you're feeling, I just want you to understand that God cannot be wrong, okay? All right, I'm your host, Ebenezer Basse is my name. And today, I trust the Lord to touch our heart. I hope you understand that whenever we come to this um, platform, whenever we come here, we are trusting the Lord to uh, revive our heart, draw us close to Him. And you see, 
<clears throat> the Refiner's Furnace podcast is a medium where the stairs of revival, intimacy, and transformation will consistently stir the heart of men back to God. And um, <laughs> if we are not doing that, it means that we are failing on the mission God has given to us to, I mean, execute. Okay, so um, I trust that our heart, our heart will be consistently stirred to God and that we will be revived, we will be transformed and most especially we will get intimate i mean extremely intimate with god yes so today i i don't know i've been thinking within the week i think something happened last week sunday i mean monday i don't know and last week something a lot happened and i'm, I'm trying to you know still get over it but um, you see it is better i share things i mean a lot of things with with um with us here so that you know i trust and i believe that um uh, the hearts of men are are getting are getting revived on on daily basis i trust that the heart of men is getting revived on daily basis and and the essence of this podcast is is most especially for me to to share some of the dealings of the Lord, I'm permitted to, you know, personal experiences, I'm permitted to, and even the things that happen around as per um, relating to uh, to Christianity, as per relating to our work with God, and the aim of this is not to castigate or or make a, a joke or a caricature of anyone, but um, we are hoping and trusting that um, uh at the end of your paying attention and listening to the podcast episode that um, your life, your life can be transformed, your life can take a new shape and, and your heart will eventually burn for the Lord immensely. All right, so um, by the message of God, I want us to be looking at um, the character of the church or what you will, you know, say the characteristics of the church of the church you might be asking why this is extremely important you see a lot of people um, have been in church they have um, they have been in church actually but um, they don't even know that what they term church is not a church that's the first point and uh, they don't even know the essence i mean the reason why they are in church okay see we really need to figure this out and i told you some time ago you see if you're getting it wrong it's not the fault it's not god's fault and i'm i'm saying it and i'm echoing it again god cannot be wrong the bible says my people perish only for one singular reason they lack knowledge hmm? if you don't have knowledge even if you speak in tongues for 12 years, you will still perish. Even if you fast, I'm, I'm not being, um, I'm not being weird. I'm not saying this to make you feel uh, you've been wasting your time. But I'm telling you how important knowledge is in this kingdom. My people perish because what they don't have knowledge. All right. So you can do all your spiritual activities and then, I mean, keep basking. Some of you will still be blowing in your strength in this kingdom right now. No, you should should have grown over that. Okay. So no matter how you 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 put more effort, I mean, in your spiritual activities, I tell you the truth. If you lack knowledge, you might be you might be. Uh, a casualty let me use that word okay so it is extremely important 
important for a believer to have so much knowledge about what he is venturing into. In fact, Christianity needs knowledge because if you don't have the accurate, I mean, mark that word, accurate knowledge for everything you're doing in this kingdom, I think you will profit less from permit me permit me to use this word you will profit less and you will uh, eventually be discouraged you will eventually be distracted you will eventually um uh, the bible said lose out of faith yes because uh, you are not um, getting the profit you are expected to get yes so just follow me carefully. We need to iron out this. So, so the question now is, what is a church? Who is a church? Where is a church? We need to take our time and then figure this out. So if I see a tag church, what am I expecting to see? Mm? What am I expected to see? Um, and then we, we really need to get these things right so that we, we, will, um, we will not uh, miss out. We will not miss out. So the first thing I want us to understand is that um, uh, the church was um, originally instituted by God, by Jesus Christ. He said, I will build my church. So Jesus Christ at this point personalized the church. So in other words, the head of the church right now is God, is Jesus. Uh, permit me, I'm using God, I'm using Jesus. I hope you understand they are one. Okay, and so uh, the head of the church is what Jesus is who, sorry, Jesus Christ. And then he personalized the church a long time ago. He said, I will build my church, my church, my church. And if you check very well, I think this was in Matthew, Matthew chapter 22, if I'm not mistaken, 22 or 23, while he was um, asking the disciples, he said, who do men say I am? Some said they made a lot of, I mean, a lot of, a lot of, uh, they brought a lot of opinions. And you would be very surprised that the disciples of Jesus Christ who have worked closely with the Messiah for um, getting to three years, I mean, that worked closely, did not really have an um, encapsulated knowledge about who the person they were working with was, which was extremely detrimental. But by the Spirit of God, Apostle Peter was able to journey in the Spirit to be able to capture the, the truth about the originality of Jesus Christ. And then he actually voiced out, he said, Thou art the Christ. And Jesus was upon this revelation, upon this, um, this insight, upon this that you know. Um, the knowledge here is not just your head knowledge. It is beyond uh, knowing something. No, upon this knowledge, I don't want to go into the Greek or the Hebrew definition because, I mean, originally the translation, they will make you understand that this knowledge has to be something extremely intimate. You cannot even know this except you are intimate. Now, it comes from a place of um, what we call koinonia. It comes from a place of oneness for, be, for you to be able to decode this kind of knowledge. It was a revelation. And Jesus had to vo voice out. He, he said, this mortality cannot explain this to you. This only had to come from my father. There was nothing on earth that would have shown you the truth about my essence, the truth about my totality. It could only have been that my father had revealed this to you. Pay attention and you will be blessed.
So upon that, Jesus Christ was able to build the truth about his essence, about his uh, missions. I think that's what we started from. And we're going to go down to act and then we'll have to understand the truth about what the, um, the essence of the church. We'll have to understand the truth about the, uh, the mission statement of the church that whenever you see a church you check you check clearly to see if this is actually um a part of if this is actually a part of um of uh this church you are you are you are involved in okay so jesus christ like i said was head of the church and he started building from it said upon this rock the rock there was the revelation that picture peter had captured from the spirit upon this revelation i will build my church and the gate of hell shall not prevail against it okay now i want you to understand that um the church goes beyond or permit me to use the word transcends beyond uh, uh, a building beyond a synagogue beyond a place beyond um uh whatever and in jesus in in john gospel chapter 4 verse 24 i know i think from 20 20 21 22 23 24 it but even had gone to verse 17 of john gospel chapter 4 i think jesus was talking to the woman at the well and and I, 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 a scripture i mean a verse that captured my 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 heart and jesus said don't worry you no more need to worship i mean go to the mountain i mean go to the mountain to worship I want us to, I'm building something from there. Now, you're not going to go to church again. A time is coming. You're not going to synagogue again to worship. You know, you don't have to go to the church to worship. You don't have to go to, I mean, any, I mean, sacred place to worship. But um, you see, the Father is a spirit. He said, God is a spirit. That was in verse 24. And they that must worship, I've been explaining this severally, must first, first journey in the spirit. Like I said, you're not supposed to what go to the mountain anymore. You're not supposed to. Please don't get me wrong and don't take me out of the context, okay? Am I saying that going to the mountain is wrong? Am I saying that going to synagogues are wrong or your church? No. But I'm saying that what Jesus Christ was trying to tell this woman was extremely clear. It was crystal clear. We don't need to do all that. All we need that to do is that Jesus Christ was trying to introduce the Holy Spirit. I mean, he was trying to, I mean, reintroduce the Holy Spirit. You know, he told them, I'm I'm going, okay? And I'll send you a comforter. So Jesus was trying to tell this woman, um, come. You know, you don't need all those strength. All you need to do is to have my spirit. And if you can have my spirit, worship can transcend from your spirit, okay? You have to journey, what? In the spirit, to the spirit realm, where God is. Hmm? And it is from that place that you can, what? offer that worship i mean accurate worship to god and let me explain i think we spoke about this um is it last week or week before last when we talked about the nature of god the bible says i think in galatians chapter 5 i think from verse 22 he says i said and the fruit of the spirit is this the bible started listing listen now if it is extremely important possible to have the holy spirit of god and then the nature of god does not flow through okay so uh, I, I want us to understand how important the holy spirit of god 
in this context is okay so um to be able to worship god truly you have to have the nature of christ and you say you have the holy spirit right the holy spirit is the spirit of god and then if he is truly living in you you don't have a choice done to replicate god exactly on your sphere of influence get me right you don't have a choice i mean whatever you do in life wherever you are in life i mean I mean, no matter where the Lord has fixed you in this um, facet of existence, I tell you the truth, if you have the Holy Spirit of God, it is extremely impossible for you not to have the nature of, because the Holy Spirit brings the nature of God to you. And I told you, one of those major essence of the Holy Spirit is to change your nature. The Holy Spirit does not forgive sin. I tell you the truth. He only changes your nature. Okay, so you cannot say that you have the spirit of God in you and then you don't have the nature of God. It is impossible. It is impossible. Are you with me now? So Jesus Christ was talking to you. Is it Jesus Christ now? Or, or, or I think John the Baptist, I, I forgot. Now. He, he said, he said, don't just show an attitude that looks like you are repenting. He said, let there be fruit of repentance. So you cannot say you are transformed or the Holy Spirit has been working in your life and then and then you you don't have the nature of God. So this is what Jesus Christ was trying to tell this man. You're not going to the mountain. He said, God is a spirit. Understand this and know peace. God is a spirit. And they that must worship must what? Be in the spirit to worship. Worship is not, is not, I don't know. And I want you to understand that, you see, your true worship to God, I, I've said, I'm not talking about worship today, but I just want to clarify this. Your true worship to God, believe me, is not in a five-minute session of um, uh, uh, emotional excitement in your, in your local assembly. I tell you the truth, worship is a lifestyle already. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, are you telling me that you you did not worship God? Okay, okay. That you, there was no um, emotional instrument playing playing in your room. But did your life truly portray um, the God life? I tell you the truth. If your life portrayed the God kind of life, I tell you the truth. You are your life has been a, a worship offering to God throughout the week. Believe me, believe me when I talk to you. So worship is not, I mean, that session in the church where you are asked to leave your holy hands. When you are asked, you know, your hands may not even have been holy. You know it, you know it. So worship transcends beyond songs. It's a lifestyle. Okay, so... So Jesus Christ made this extremely clear. I mean, it was crystal clear. So in Acts chapter 2, chapter two verse 42, we're getting straight. We're taking this deeper. We're going, I mean, directly to um, the, the character of the church, the characteristics of the church. And remember, I talked about knowledge. I talked about how Jesus is the owner of the church. I mean, he's the owner of the church. And um, I think I talked about um, church transcending from what? Um, a building, okay, to us, I mean, I mean, Christ in you, okay? Christ in you, okay? Who is a Christian? Who is a Christian? A direct representative, a direct replica of Christ. Remember what happened at Antioch? That was where the name was first word called because they saw these guys at Abuscom. These guys represent, they, they look exactly like a man that walked the face of the earth and who was 
this man his name was jesus christ and and they had to just call them christians because their lives were an extreme rep- replication and i'm going to tell you what those guys did at antioch I'm, I'm i'm going to be extremely clear it's not about it's not it's not activities it's not it's not religion those guys lived like christ i'm going to show you by the mercy of god what it is like to to be in a church what a church is supposed to look like because you see by the message of god in all with all due respect with all humility i tell you the truth when you check the face of um christianity in the 21st century ah if you are really sensitive there might be um uh, some some uh, some things of discouragement in your soul because when you check the scriptures you see something extremely different from what our fathers left for us um guys can we try to redict these ancient wells can we try to go back to the um old rope marks or what i call uh, the ancient landmarks the ancient patterns that our father left because i tell you the truth the question we should be asking is will there be remnants yet still because if our fathers did not leave a mark for us i think what we are even having now would not even have been there so the question is what happens to our children what happens to the generation that is coming after us child of god i tell i tell you nothing but the truth i pray sincerely that the lord is going to help each and every one of us the lord is going to help each and every one of you listening to me right now so the church transcend like i said beyond church beyond a church building beyond your local assembly it it's it, it, it's you now okay permit me to use that word it is you you are the church without you i think that activities in your church will not hold so we are going to church talking about a building so i want you to understand that the church in context church in context was supposed to be um uh, a fellowship but but that's actually by the way we're going to get deeper we're going to get the explanation we need as we journey so acts chapter 2 verse 42 i'm taking from the old king james version the bible says and they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine i please if you can mark this in your bible as you're following me i really appreciate because we are going to use this word i mean this is the foundation of today's podcast episode and they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers you can see you see it was very clear the mission statement was clear they continued there was a pattern there was a road map i mean these guys were the very apostles of jesus christ they, so when they came with their doctrine it was the exact doctrine they heard from christ i mean it was the exact things they heard from christ so how uh, as um, apostle paul was encountered the lord jesus christ he was taken to a place where he had to be discipled you see i told us the other time that the system of discipleship in the church has extremely been distorted so you see a, a pastor i mean one called a pastor who has not been properly discipled you're going to see one who is called I mean, taking different offices, different positions in church, who has not been properly discipled. And then what is the fate of the congregation sitting down for the past 10 years, listening to this same man that has not um, received the culture of Christ? What is discipleship? The culture of Christ, the life of Christ. We are just imparting, telling you, we're just indoctrinating you on the totality of Christ. So it's a culture. 
okay so you grew up you oh my culture this is how we do it you, you are very conversant with your culture you are not even called in the culture of christ we need to understand this so it is extremely important that that we understood or we understand what the church was about so they who were the, the, the church they continue to tell, i mean steadfastly it was a step oh my god oh my god oh my god it was steadfast now now i think i should quickly show you something in act the gospel i mean sorry for i don't know why i like putting gospel to act but Acts chapter 6 from verse 4 please follow me carefully because i want to um see how i can I can bring this to everyone clearly so that we can understand what is going on here okay so acts chapter acts chapter 6 from verse 4 now the bible says but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word so you you can still see that these guys were so conscious about what the the teachings you can see that the same thing in Acts chapter 24 Acts chapter 2 verse 42 replicate in Acts chapter 6 verse 4 they were conscious of prayer they were conscious of giving themselves wholly to the word which is still which talked about which is talked about what the doctrine and then fellowship then I think the only thing that was omitted there was breaking of bread but you can understand that the the beginning of of Acts chapter 6 hmm, was still talking about bread and how to make everybody comfortable in the Christian folk. But that's actually by the way. So I want us to understand that um, Acts chapter 2 verse 42 could be considered a purpose statement for the church. Okay, So they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to the fellowship. He said to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Okay, So according to this verse, the purpose or the activities of the church could and should be one teaching biblical doctrine two providing a place of worship for believers three observing the lord's supper and four prayer now when we talk about a place of worship see i really want to um expand on this i told you something jesus speaking to the woman he said what you don't need it you don't need what to go to the mountain anymore hmm? I know some of you that don't like going to church are going to start. You're going to love this, but you are you are wrong. But I want you to understand that um, a place of fellowship <laughs> it's not is not your denomination. A place of fellowship is not your your I don't know your big cathedral. Oh, some people would think if you're not going to the big cathedral, you are not going to church or you're not in church yet. If you have not gone to your local assembly, you're not in church yet. How about your room? How about your parlor? How about that, um, your street? How about that little um, space in your street? The two or three people, the Bible says, when two or three are gathered in my name, I am there. So a place of worship for believers is not really your local assembly. I want us to understand that wherever God is, that is a place of worship. Okay, so we just need that place where believers can gather. The Bible says, do not neglect the fellowship of brethren. We do not say, do not neglect going to church activities. Please get me right. So you can be in a gathering, obviously, and and then it was not a fellowship of brethren. I don't want to, I don't know if you're getting me, ah, the Lord bless you. And I pray that the Lord will give you understanding. But it's not, get me right. 
get me right. Let it be that you are in a gathering and in a fellowship of believers. Okay. So we are concerned about the people we are gathered with. That's by the way. So we said number one is what teaching biblical doctrine. Number two is what providing a place of fellowship for believers. The three is what observing the Lord's supper, and the four is what praying or prayers. So the church is to teach biblical doctrine so we can be grounded in our faith. So um, you notice that, I mean, those of you that are really understanding what, I mean, Christianity is all about, you notice that faith comes what by hearing and then hearing the word of God. So the truth is that the more you still hear, you keep hearing um, the testimonies of the Lord. I tell you the truth, your faith is increased from day to day, time to time. You are you are increasing in faith, obviously. Are you with me now? So the church is to teach what? Biblical doctrine so that we can be grounded, we can take root, and we will not, by the message of God, be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. I hope you understand that many doctrines are coming into play, many doctrines are coming into existence and we need to be extremely careful as believers uh, to be sure that nothing uh, makes our faith to dwindle to be sure that we are not tossed to and fro by every wind every wind of doctrine so i show you something in ephesians chapter 4 verse 14 the bible says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slayers of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. So evil doctrine will always deceive you out of your faith, out of the precept, out of the instructions of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, so the church is a place of fellowship. That was number two, I think. A place of fellowship where Christians can be devoted to one another and then honor honor one another we're talking about what the fellowship of brethren romans chapter 12 verse 10 will clearly tell us he said and i myself also am persuaded of you my brethren that ye also are full of goodness filled with all knowledge also uh, able to admonish one another i think one of these days i'm going to have an episode that i will title are we still brethren but um for now I, I i just wanted to i want to use that episode to expound clearly and, and then tell us what fellowship i mean brotherly fellowship is supposed to to be talking about okay we uh, our services to ourselves you see we have a service to god we have a service to to our brethren you say whatever you do to the least of my brethren you are doing it I don't, I don't know you with me you're doing it to me this was this was this was and this was what jesus talked about so um we are to instruct one another and uh, in romans chapter 15 verse 14 the bible says and i myself also persuaded i think it's also this, i think it talks, talks about the same the same thing he said be 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 kind and compassionate to one another so ephesians chapter 4 verse 32 he says and be kind one to another tender-hearted forgiving one another even as god for christ's sake hath forgiven you so you know how you offended God and and then because of Christ God has forgiven you so you're supposed to have that life we're talking about what a place of fellowship and we, we cannot fellowship cannot be complete if believers are not one if there's no unity amongst believers so how can there be unity that we we carry the burdens of our fellow brethren we carry the burdens of 
of uh, the people around us. I want you to understand this. So, um, another thing is that we have to consistently encourage one another. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. He said, Wherefore, comfort yourself together and edify one another, even as he also do. So, this is the characteristics of what fellowship, I'm not talking about the church now, of what fellowshipping should be about. Comfort, be kind, um, um, be tender-hearted, be, be, be considerate, be, 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 oh, comfort yourself, the Bible says, in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11, he said, comfort yourselves together, okay, and most importantly, love, and before that, you know why the Bible is saying we should comfort ourselves, because, like I said, I think our last episode, we talked about the proof of faith, and, and that was actually talking about a persecution of, of Christians, persecution of the church, so this is why you need to comfort yourself, because persecutions will come, I mean, I mean, persecutions are going to come, a lot of strife, a lot of, you have to comfort yourselves in the Lord, you can go to preach, and then you go to preach, coming back maimed, you have to comfort yourself in the Lord, okay? So, First uh, John chapter 3, verse 11 says, For this is the message that he heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. So, this is actually the most important. So, if there is love, the rest will follow, okay? I tell you the truth, that it is extremely important that when or once you are called, once you are in fellowship, you should consider this point as very important. Like I said, you have to what? Instruct one another, be kind to one another, be compassionate, encourage yourselves, comfort yourself, and then most especially, there should be love in the midst of brethren. So the church is to be a place where believers can observe the Lord's Supper, remembering Christ's death and shed blood on on our, on our behalf, remembering Christ's death and the blood which, which was shared on our behalf. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 makes a, a bold claim. So, I'm reading from verse 23 to 26. The Bible says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And uh, when he gave thanks, he broke it and said, Take it this is my body which is broken for you this is my body which is broken what is broken for you he said this do in remembrance of me so after the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped saying he said, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink in remembrance of me. Verse 26, as I said, for as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do shew the Lord that till he come. Now, I, I want us to, uh, by the message of God, I want to show something clearly about the, the Lord's Supper. And so, um... We, we grew into Christian faith, we grew into understanding um, what, uh, what, what was done by Jesus Christ um, with his disciples and we are expected to follow suit. So I want us to understand that this was supposed to be something that is going to be continuous. Now, uh, the, the Lord's Supper or, or what we call in our various assemblies, communion, was not supposed to be at... Um, 
every 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 month once in a month twice in a year once in six months I, I beg I beg to be corrected I stand to be corrected you see I think this is one one part I love about the uh, the Roman Catholic um, denomination you see this was supposed to be a continuous it was supposed to be extremely consistent see even as you pray on daily basis the bible says in luke i think luke chapter 18 is it pray without ceasing even as you pray without ceasing you should sup with the lord i mean of the lord without ceasing now I, I want i want to make us understand i mean understand this very part because a lot of christians have gone way beyond i mean they are not even practicing this the only time christians take communion is when their pastors declare communion in church some says first sunday of the month some say second sunday of the month i beg to be corrected now the instruction was what do this in remembrance of me so you should be remembering the death of the lord jesus every time see you might be thinking you're making a mess of it no 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 it's a conscious affair you see, a lot of people are so taking this communion that it's a norm. Now we are not see, we're not we're not religious. I told you, if you're religious, you're not gonna get the fruit of your Christianity. I tell you, you have to walk what in knowledge. What is your revelation about the body and the blood of Christ? What is your revelation? If you had the complete revelation of this, I tell you nothing but the truth, you would be doing this. Every time the consciousness comes to you, I tell you the truth. You don't have to wait for a, a certain time in the month. You don't have to wait for a certain time of the year. You don't have to wait for, my God, I tell you the truth. This has to be, in, so you're telling me that you remember the Lord once a month. It has to be what consistent. I mean, I mean, for every time brethren fellowship, they should get into that covenant. They should get into that communion, that confraternity. They should re renew that covenant every time they meet every second they meet so as a man the head of your family what do you do we wake up in the morning and then you bless your children you break the bread Aye. you break the bread you bless your family you break the bread do this in remembrance I tell you the truth you put a consciousness in the lives of your, your members but that's actually, by the way, <laughs> the concept I told you earlier that the, the, the message link is open. You can send in your suggestions, your contributions. And like I said, I start to be corrected. You know, you have to do this by revelation. So the concept of breaking bread also carries the idea of having meals together. Okay. So, <clears throat> sorry about that. So the concept of breaking bread, it also carries the idea of what? having meals together okay i'm i think i think different contexts actually carry but i mean we're talking about the body of christ like i said it has to be consistent so this is another example of the church promoting fellowship okay so we are united we are eating of the blood and the body so this brings us together I, this 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 brings us together because anytime we meet the consciousness of jesus christ is revived Yes, it's revived. So we break bread in fellowship. We remind ourselves why we are here. We remind ourselves why we carry the Bible every day to the streets. God, 
we remind ourselves why we will pray ah, three hours in the night every night we are on our knees we remind ourselves why we have to fast even when we are having health issues we are still fasting we remind ourselves the essence I the Lord will help us the Lord will help us so while we gather we are still reminding ourselves it was because somebody died though somebody died yeah and Romans chapter 12 I think from verse 1 he said it is our reasonability I we get reasonable by what replicating a life of sacrifice a life of sacrifice right, so when, it was when we gather whenever we gather that we remind ourselves that we have to consistently live a sacrificial life I tell you the truth oh Jesus you have to help me this morning you have to help child of God I tell you nothing but the truth whenever you ga- come if you go to church and then for every time of fellowship you are not reminded I you're not reminded of the totality of Christ. You're not reminded of why somebody came to die. Ah, you're not in a church. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You see, for every time you gather, you're supposed to remember. The, the, that consciousness has to be revived. It has to come from your... Ah, there has to be a remembrance. Christ said, do this in remembrance. In remembrance. Yeah? So, uh, if you're not living in remembrance... If your local assembly does not bring you to a point, a place of remembrance, I tell you nothing but the truth. You're missing it. So the final purpose of the church, according to Acts chapter 2 verse 4, verse, 20, verse 42, is prayer. So the church is to be a place that promotes prayer, teaches prayer, and practices prayer. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 to 7, the Bible says, Be careful of nothing. That, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. So, I think this verse still emphasizes on what? Prayer and supplication. By prayer and supplication. So, another commission given to church is to, um, is to consistently pray. Prayer. We will give ourselves, Acts chapter 6 verse 4, to the ministry of word and what in prayer. So um, believe me, the effectiveness of your prayer is by the strength you draw from the word of God. And it is important that believers must consistently pray. The Bible says what I think in, I think is it First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17? It says pray without ceasing. I think in Luke Gospel chapter 1 verse 8, the Bible says um men ought always to pray and not to faint and then from verse 2 the bible i mean jesus christ expounded to us on uh, what his kind of prayer was supposed to be and in that story jesus christ was trying to tell us how consistent how persistent how oh my god how reckless we should be when it comes to prayer we should be all out with because a woman had disturbed the judge and then the judge did not have a choice that to. so this is how we are supposed to approach God helplessly we are supposed to approach God re- 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 without without ceasing we are supposed to approach God with all power all might we should approach him with our hearts totally fixed on him okay so another commission given to the church is proclaiming the gospel of salvation through Jesus Christ so if you're in a church 
and there's no um, desire for evangelism. There's no desire to add men to the folk. I think you're missing out because the main essence. One of the, the Bible says, and as Peter came out and started pro- proclaiming, the Bible says, three thousand. My God, three thousand were added to the church. So there has to be addition. Uh, if it is a church, you must um, notice, you must observe that addition must be consistent. Yes. I know a lot of people now you can see when when I say addition you know, see when we talk about evangelism what I've seen to be evangelism these days are uh, people going to invite people to their church you see that is extremely different I don't know what you're doing I guess you just did advertisement eh? you see evangelism has to be um, proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ not your denomination oh Proclaiming the gospel of Jesus. I know a lot of you will, will have to, some of you will have something to back this up. I don't care how you do it. You might call it a strategy to bring your church in front. I don't know about that. You, you might be right, but I tell you the truth. That whatsoever you tell an unbeliever that does not come from the good news that Jesus Christ loves him, that Jesus Christ can save him, I, I, you are out of it. You are out of it. So you have to what? Proclaim the good news to somebody. So Matthew chapter 28 from verse 18 to 20, the Bible says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given to me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things are you seeing this you see this is the pattern of what evangelism you see you go you do what teach all nations that teaching is is proclaiming now and then baptizing them when you're done with baptizing them in the name of the father the son and the holy ghost you now bring them to a point of what is called discipleship now you're coming to teach them to observe all things that is discipleship the first teaching was what to proclaim the second was what to baptize them. You see, I, that's why I, I have not seen, like, like I, I started, I said earlier, I said, I'm not here to come and, I mean, distort or distract what you have ever known. But I came to tell you the truth about Christianity, about the church. This is what you're supposed to if this is not found in your church, I mean, some of you that are listening to me may, have, may not even have been baptized, but you have been saying you're a Christian all the days of your life. May I, come on, come on, come on now, come on now. You see, you see, my people perish because they don't have knowledge. All right, so Acts chapter 1 verse 8 was clear. He said, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witness unto me, both in Jerusalem, all Judea, and in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of them. So the church is called to be faithful in sharing the gospel through the word and deed. So the church is to be a lighthouse in the community pointing people towards our Lord Jesus Christ. The church is to both promote the gospel and prepare its members to proclaim the gospel, not to promote your pastor. Ay! Oh, God help us. God help us. Not to promote your pastor, not to promote... Ay! I don't know how to say this. Eh? The, you may think I'm being... But the, there's something I'm trying to portray. You see, you see, I tell you nothing but the truth. It's a Sunday morning. Take a, take a stroll. You see, if you see a place that, let, let me not let me not get there. But I want you to understand that 
the gospel of Jesus Christ is supposed to be about Jesus Christ and not a man. If you're a privileged servant of God, your duty, your main duty is to point people to Jesus Christ. Now the question is, how many churches are in your streets? Can we be honest? How many churches are in your streets right now? Now, why is it that as the churches are increasing in your streets, the more bad things that are happening? Have you thought about it? The churches are increasing on your street, isn't it? Why is it that people are still delving into the mud of sin? Why? I don't want to go into that. These are, these are topics for another day. I've been de- deviating a lot. But I just want to make this, bring this to, to, to clarity. Yes. First Peter chapter 3, verse 15. The Bible says, But sanctify the Lord God in your heart and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of hope that is in you with meekness and fear is it sanctify the lord god in your heart and be and be ready always always to give an answer yes are you ready to proclaim the gospel proclaim the gospel of christ to that person who is in dear need of help now have you sanctified the Lord? Have you sanctified the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart? Have you sanctified the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart? Is there some final purposes of the church are given in James chapter 1, verse 24, verse 27? Is it pure religion and all defiled before God? And the Father is this to visit the fatherless and the widow in the affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. So, religion that our God father accept a pure and faultless to look after orphans okay so the church is to be about uh, the business of ministering to those in need this includes not only sharing the gospel but also providing physical needs food clothes shelter as um as necessary and um appropriate okay so the church is also to equip believers in Christ with the tools they need to overcome sin and remain free from the pollution of the world. So this is done by biblical teaching and Christian fellowship. So what is the purpose of the church? Paul gave an excellent illustration to the believers in Corinth. So the church is God's hand, mouth and feet in this world and it's called the body of Christ. It is called the body of Christ. So how can there be disunity in the body of Christ? How can there be hatred in the body of Christ? How can there be chaos in the body of Christ? How can you say you're in fellowship and then you don't want to sit close to the next person? How can there be all sort of, I don't even understand. How? Is this the body of Christ? So 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Well, it's a long reading. You can go on and look at it. It's a very long reading. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 to 27. How can we have all this in the body of Christ? So, Apostle Paul gave us a clear description. A clear description of the body of Christ. He said, for as the body is one, it had many members. And all the members of that body is one, being many, are one body. So also is Christ. For by one spirit, we are all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be born or free. It's a long reading. 
See, when you when you look at this, you're going to understand. You're going to understand what this is about. You're going to understand the the, the truth about 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 what Apostle Paul was trying to describe the church to be. What is the character of the church? So we are to be doing the things that Jesus Christ would do if we he were physically on earth. So the church is to be a Christian. The church is to be Christian, yes. Christ-like and Christ-following. So I used to ask myself, you see that situation that you felt you compromised, that situation that you felt that there's nothing else you would have done. The first question you should ask yourself is, what would Jesus Christ have done if he was in this situation? You see, we need to what? Be Christ-minded. We should be Christ-minded. First Peter 3, verse 15 said, but sanctify the Lord God in your heart. You see, how many of us have furnished the Lord in our heart? How many? How many of us have furnished the Lord God in our heart? How many? You see, it is from the, the furnishing, it is from the galvanizing of, of the Lord Jesus in your heart that your life can become a, 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 so impactful to others. So as people meet you, as people come close to you, they feel the love of God transcend from your life to them. I tell you the truth, it is communicable. You see, you meet someone and the smile can just change your life forever. You meet someone and just a handshake can come on. You meet someone and just a good morning can change everything for your life forever. I tell you the truth, child of God. Child of God, you need to listen to this and listen well. The church is a place of God, is the body of Christ. The church is all about God. And remember we said what? There has to be what? Consistency in what? Teaching of the apostles doctrine. Those that were with Christ. The things they wrote. The, the, oh my God. The things that they wrote. The, the instruction. I think it, is it in, in, in 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 or, or 2 Timothy. I don't know. I've forgotten. It says the word of God is for what? Reproving. I mean it's for correction. We have to be consistent in talking to ourselves and instructing ourselves we have to consistently break bread reminding ourselves of why we are even in the so-called christian race we need to be consistent we need to be consistent in reminding ourselves of why we are doing what we are doing why we are praying why we are teaching why we are sacrificing why we are fasting we need to tell ourselves why we are doing these things And then we need to carefully also remind ourselves that we have to pray. We have to pray. So if you look at this, you're going to see the phone. So when you check and you have not seen this in your church, you need to, you need to redress. You need to think about your own Christian experience. Some of us don't even know how to evangelize. We don't know the right words. We don't know the right things to say when we meet a, a sinner. And you know the reason? The discipleship um, uh, uh, system in our churches is extremely poor. So a man of God will climb the altar and start talking about himself. I'm not talking about Jesus Christ. How did we even get here? How? That a man went to die for you and then all you do on a Sunday morning is to talk about yourself. I tell you nothing but the truth, oh child of God. We need to, we need to ask the church, we need to re-strategize, we need to re-evaluate 
our lives and then see that we are following truly the concepts, the precepts of Jesus Christ. I pray that the Lord will help us. I pray that the Lord will help us. I pray that the Lord will cause his face to shine upon us. I pray that the Lord will equip us more. I pray that the Lord will guide us. I pray that the Lord will keep us just for himself. In the name of Jesus. Thank you so much once again. Please share this podcast. Please listen to this podcast. And I pray that the Lord will help us. So there's a message link attached to this podcast, like I said. Please Send in your questions, send in your contributions, send in your suggestions. And by the message of God, you can also support this podcast if you will. It's not if you will, if, as you are led, you can support this podcast. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening. Till I come your way next week. Have a nice, wonderful, beautiful Sunday morning. Bye-bye.